It's the Zaya Show. What's up, guys? It's Zaya. And before we get into the juicy episodes and stuff, be sure to rate, comment, and subscribe to the podcast so that way you can get first alerts of new episodes on all streaming platforms every Wednesday. Now back to the episode. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Zaya Show. Today, I'm here with Elijah Manny. Hello. <laughs> hey, Elijah. So first thing first, I want to ask, you know, because on the Zaya Show, we ask people their pronouns to give awareness of asking people pronouns. So do you mind telling the audience what's your pronouns? Yes, I go by he, him, his, or they, them, their pronouns. Okay, perfect. And just tell the Zay fam, you know, actually what you do and, you know, all those wonderful details. Yeah, absolutely. So I am, I don't like the word politician because I'm not quite there yet, but I am <laughs> a community activist, um, organizer here in South Florida, um, a candidate right now for the Florida House of Representatives. I've been involved in a political system down here for quite some years. Um, but outside of that, I am just a regular average Joe, a person who works hard and try to do my best to get ahead in this pretty uh, tumultuous economy. Uh, But outside of that, I'm an organizer and that's what I do. That's wonderful, wonderful. And you already graduated college or are you currently in college? It's it's complicated, I'm I'm in (laughs) college all over the place. So I'll finish sometime soon, I'm sure. Okay, perfect, because I'm a senior now, so I just, like, you know, most people I interview are, like, college, so I'm like, okay, cool, we all in this together. So, welcome to season five. So, first thing first, we're going to talk about you. So, tell the the Zay fam uh, about what made you want to go into running for a state representative for Florida. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I always had an interest in some form of public service. Um, it wasn't always elected office. You know, I thought, you know, I have a lot of skill sets I want to use yes. for something, especially when I was younger. Um, but, you know, growing up and seeing firsthand poverty and seeing how that impacted my life and my family, uh, made me want to give back to the community in different ways, especially, yes. uh, you know, having experienced homelessness. That was something that kind of served as the catalyst for me uh, getting involved. So I got involved with political campaigns from congressional and gubernatorial campaigns to state house campaigns when I was very young. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, at one point I decided, you know, this is something I wanted to do. And I think, you know, when uh, President Obama gave his farewell address, um, he said some things that kind of got me riled up and wanting to do it. And he said, you know, if you don't like your elected officials, you know, grab a clipboard and run for office yourself. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I heard that and I thought to myself, well, got a point there I'm kind of upset with what I'm seeing what am I going to do about it so I decided you know that was my first election Um, I ran for the school board in Broward County and um, you know I did well I lost Um, not too surprising there (laughs) young people you know we not do too well when we get in but you know I got in I I, I did what I could do um, and really chase the dynamic of what people see in politics you know who they see 
in politics? Uh, what type of people? Not is it going to be the the lawyer, the old white businessman, um, or right. someone who is you know a young person of color who really came from the streets that we talk about in politics? Mm-hmm. Right. And what I like you mentioned about is that you know, like even though you lost, you still put in that hard work and still pushing for your goals. And that's something that I admire about you, especially, you know, being a young person and being undermined by the older generations. I totally understand, you know, like we're going to have to work harder, especially in those representative positions where we're making important decisions about our city, state, and even country. So I totally amend you, give you your applause about uh, still going for, you know, politics, because it could be a nasty uh, game. Uh, it's it's very nice. It's cutthroat. But, you know, I, I've learned, you know, you have to kind of tough it up and do it because you know, when I think about it, it's, um, I'm, I'm not doing this for myself. If I, right. I, I really was doing anything for myself, I'd say I'll stay the hell away from politics. But, um, you know, it, it really is about the community and the place that I, I, I call home because, it, you know, these issues affect me too, personally. And mm-hmm. they affect people I love and they affect the community I live in. And so I think you know, when I don't see anyone else better running, um, then it's my prerogative, it's my obligation to step up and do something. Hey, you fail sometimes, you lose. Um, yes. But, you know, it's, you know I, I have a saying, the best winners are the losers. The people who lost, it teaches you, it, it humbles you a little bit, it teaches you the importance of power and wielding mm-hmm. power when you get it. And I think that's something that uh, I'll benefit from in the community well, too. Yes, definitely. So speaking about, you know, gaining and losses, uh, a hot topic right now is Roy v. Wade. And obviously this is affecting everybody from man, woman, all of us. Like, I don't care if you're a man, you say like, oh, it doesn't affect me. It affects you. Um, what's your personal opinions about Roe v. Wade and how the Supreme Court is uh, dealing with this? Well, I think the Supreme Court is wrong. I think the uh, yeah. right to the choice is very fundamental. Um, the right to privacy is something that has, you know we have not just precedent for, but um, it's something that is enshrined in state constitutions. It's something that provided mm-hmm. to us through the U.S. Constitution, and I, I feel like there's no other way to really interpret that. But you know yeah. what Roe v. Wade did um, was provide that right to privacy when it comes to reproductive health. Um, something that it has been under attack by GOP and um, mm-hmm. been trying to do this for decades through the courts, through their legislatures, um, and they finally won. Um, and what this is, is this draconian ruling that the Supreme Court made will will kill people. That's what it is. It will, for, it's for, it will force pregnancy, oh, uh, for which sure. is what it's controlling. It's, all, it's always been about controlling a woman's body. Um, but this is also just the beginning of probably a lot of other horrible things they want to do, not just when we talk about, you know, gay marriage and everything, but when it comes right. to women's rights, whether that's, you know, yeah. equal pay workplace, there's going to be cases about that soon mm-hmm. rising to the point. Whether that, there's uh, some other horrible things that we'll see coming out of states, um, criminalizing people who might go to other states. Uh, so, I mean, this, this ruling is taking us back decades into the past um, it's the first time that the Supreme Court has taken away a right so fundamental from someone in mm-hmm. American history. And, um, you know, I guess 
a lot of people say, well, the Supreme Court, you know, they can't be wrong or the Supreme Court gets the final say. Uh, but in this case, the Supreme Court, I believe, is acting outside of the Constitution and acting outside of the intent of the founding fathers. Um, mm -hmm. And I believe that it is incumbent upon Democrats who, can, who control the legislature and um, the presidency to act mm -hmm. boldly. And, you know, if the courts won't do it, then we need to codify Roe v. Wade into federal law. Um, and I think that's the way to go. Yes, I totally agree. Because when I heard about, you know, that day where they overturned it, um, obviously, like, I felt like, wow, like, you know, like, this is the first of many, like, it's sad to think, like, okay, if they overturned this and affect the, this area, what area would they go into next, right? And so I know, like, some people's that day, because I'm in the South, I'm in Louisiana. We already know what Louisiana love. Um, but, you know, you have to think about the cause and effect. And I don't like when people in my generation is like, okay, well, this won't affect me. Like, honey, now it will. Like, you know, like, when you want to go out and then something happens and I'm like trying to explain it to uh, some people and some people got it. Some people did it in my generation. They say politics don't affect me. They don't want to vote. And now it's like, okay, now it took this moment to wake some people up and I'm glad it did, but unfortunately it had to come at this cost to wake people up to vote. Yeah. And I mean, it's, yeah. If, I, if I could add to that, like people that say, abortion don't affect them because they don't have a uterus and and, and while that, that technically may be true they don't have a uterus uh this issue is still very fundamental for a number of reasons i mean one obviously being you know this this is not just taking away women's rights this is going to uh give us a blow to the right to privacy which you know that right. can affect us all in many different ways but also um I mean, hey, if you're you're going out to the bar one day, I mean, it benefits you, not just the woman. It benefits you as well for there to be access to contraceptives available for people, birth control, for the woman to be able to make that choice. Um, mm -hmm. And let's say there's a, you know, a woman and, you know, she had, she's in consultation with her doctor. Um, and, you know, while this is solely a woman's choice on what to do with her body, she may want to consult, you know, the man. Yes. And, and that could end up being, you know, you one day and like you can't really even make that decision together uh, because that right has been taken away. I mean, and, that, and this is a, a deeply a family issue as well yeah. um, because it's expensive to have children. It's expensive to raise children. It's expensive mm -hmm. to take care of them. Um, and who's going to be paying all of that money, especially um, society like this? Yeah. And even like, even over the financial costs, even the mental health, like imagine a woman is forced to have a child and, you know, like she didn't want to have it. Right. And the child grows up saying like, Oh mom, you know, like when you ask your parents, like, Oh, was I planned? Was I surprised? Like we all had that moment when we asked our parents that. And if the mom said like, I never wanted you, like how's that going to affect that child? Like this will make the child unwanted, make them. So it's going to affect their mental health. They're not even just the child mental health, but the whole family mental health. So it's not just affecting like one little seed, into the family so it's like the whole family because you know like conflicts between a marriage or relationships and then like between grandparents great-grandparents younger so it's all over the place and i'm just glad people are being very vocal about this and not just settling like after a week doing a hashtag doing tiktoks like i'm glad like everybody's talking about it and that's important that i wanted to bring you on here to like 
still, like, even through all my guests, I still want to talk about politics and talk and give people the information and give them something that they need to hear. So I'm just glad, you know, that we are able to talk about this and bring positive and, like, positive, like, motivation to people across the world. Absolutely. Now, speak, now, speaking about bringing um, motivation across the world, um, let's talk about news media. Now, <laughs> obviously, I am not news media. This is a fun podcast where we talk about society, society and culture, but also the LGBTQ. But obviously, the climate of news has turned to the circuit of politics and what politics use to push their certain views on through certain networks. I'm not listening to them because, you know, like, I ain't trying to get knocked out. Um, <laughs> but how do you feel about the climate of politics affecting news media? I think it's very important that people pay attention to what's going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not just saying this as, like, a history major. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, who, who really study, you know, places like Nazi Germany, fascist Italy and, and, and a whole host of other areas and seeing mm-hmm. a lot of parallels. I'm not just saying this as a candidate running for office, but I'm saying this like as an American, you know, what I'm seeing is deeply un-American. Um, and I don't mean that in, you know, a very cringe way, like, oh, this can't happen here or this is not American. Right. It's American, but as an American, as a working American, what I what I'm seeing in this country is very frightening. Uh, the attack on, on on press, for for instance, you know how mm. you know the, the GOP and Trump and not just him and our governor now yeah. is you know turn you know just that it is not just the press we're talking about. It's anti intellectualism. It's anti facts that we're seeing um, where you know they can. I mean, we saw this with COVID. They completely didn't care about the numbers. They said the numbers were fake. Uh, I mean, this is just a, you know, a continuing trend that I'm right. seeing. One party, really. I mean, Democrats have their problems, but Democrats aren't, you know, going around saying, you know, the numbers yeah. are fake, news is fake, and everything is fake, and the only right thing is me. And so that, to right. me, is very frightening, and I think people should be paying more attention to what's going on in this country, because, you know, what, what I'm seeing now, and when I, I've said couple of you know a couple of things um, about this and people have said oh well you're, you're just you're, you're just giving political partisan rhetoric uh, which isn't true but what we're seeing now is very mm-hmm. scary uh it's a lot of parallels to some really dark places in times yeah. that we should be paying attention to i agree 100 percent. and if that's not kind of know some people say i don't want to give my viewership to this network like look on the only thing though is when people look on social media Sometimes it's fabricated into some other people's opinions versus your own. Like, I personally look at the news and also look at social media. I am very, like, open-minded. So I'm like, okay, I just rather see the ugly truth than see a fabricated, you know, version of for me or for the other person. I just like having all the information. And it's really like, okay, like, now let's dissect and see what's really going on and how I can do my part. Yeah. I just you know sort through it, and I'm not a really a big mainstream media guy. I don't really like look at yeah. CNN, NBC, unless you know, every now and then I'll look and see what they're talking about just to be informed. But it's not like I'm a, a consistent viewer. I like my podcast. I like going on YouTube and yes. seeing what I'm on Twitter. 
kind of scroll through and people are like, that's not a good way to get news. I think it's a good way because I, think I get amazing. to be in control of the information that I see and I get to mm-hmm. parse through it myself and see what, you know, excuse my language, what's bullshit and what's not. Um, and, you know, when it's on TV, it's, it gives it, I think, you know, in many cases, it gives it, uh, you know, a sense of legitimacy to stuff that may not actually be how things are. Um, that's not yeah. always the case. Uh, but, you know, I, I, I think, you know, diversity of, you know, news and opinion is a great thing you know people mm-hmm. you know will say oh well social media is all fake and everything and i know i think it's what it has allowed is it has allowed people to give their own voice and, and be their own news and and be the news really because yes. really we're, we're seeing how everything is affecting people like when i go on twitter all the time i see you know people telling me how their day went like oh my god this is what happened when i went to the doctor this is the bill that i got so it's more personal when you see that as opposed to like a news article you know you see 12, 15 people like begging for money on Twitter for healthcare. Right. It's a, it's a different level of, um, it gives you a different level of viewing things. Yes, I definitely agree with you because, you know, I, we obviously in the age of social media and my major is actually marketing. And so we obviously talk about, you know, like how we're going to advertise through social media and all this in the realms and all this wonderful things. And when people say like social media is just like, you know, like big, lies and da da I'm like but isn't a bit of everything part of a lie because you know like even though like some people have strong opinions on social media and I'm all about you know voicing your opinions you know freedom of speech go ahead but if you attacking someone else's profile and just leaving hate messages and all that you don't know like how that's going to affect that person and personally to me that's more harmful than you just saying like to the world, like, you know, like, your point of view, so if you come in onto, you know, even my page and start saying, like, hateful things about, you know, LGBTQ, being Black, all that, I'm gonna take offense to that, and I feel like people are so, like, close-minded to, like, and I don't want to say, you know, the the groups that we're all thinking about, because I'm not trying to, you know, (laughs) point people out, but, like, when you just, like, conversate with people through social media, like, say, like, well, I believe this, and da-da-da-da-da. Before, you could, you know, like, especially in the Obama era, you could say both opinions, it just be all, all about your way. Now it's like you say one opinion, and it doesn't matter. You can't be friends. You're about to fight. You're about to wrestle. You're about to do everything <laughs> to show that, you know, your opinion matters more, even if it comes at an expense of, like, unfortunately, like, violence. And I feel like it become became a war within our country to see which party will win or who views would win it. And that's just not, to me, America. That is not, you know, freedom of speech. That is more like bullying. Like, you know, from the pay ground now to the country. <laughs> I mean, as long as the, the discourse is yeah. healthy, it's good, but right now it's not yeah. healthy. Because it's not. not trying to foster discourse. It's trying to stifle other people's speech. I mean, I know mm-hmm. always talks about free speech and Twitter this and, you know, the Democrats that and everything. But when you, you really think about free speech... They're the ones attacking free speech. They're the ones, exactly. you know, in, in the biggest way they're attacking free speech is by attacking the democracy um, mm-hmm. and attacking our elections. And that, I mean, elections to me, that's speech. Uh, that's the people speaking um, in the loudest right. way they can. And, and having that and be under attack. Is a yes. 
And speaking of elections, so I do have a good percentage of people that do listen to me in Florida. Shout out to all my Florida fans, fam, you know, what's up? Um, so do you want to give like more details about like, you know, like where they could vote or like what they for their officials? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we have primaries that are coming up that is on the 23rd of August. So that is everything for, you know, like vote who, which Democrat you want to go up against DeSantis, vote uh, for which Democrat you want to go up against Marco Rubio, and then a whole host of down ballot races. So for the state house, the state senate, mm-hmm. races, judge, uh, judicial races, and maybe some local stuff. Um, so those are important. Um, who you vote for for the legislature is important um, because that's really what a fight is right now, in, at least in this state. Um, but also those school board races matter, you know, the governor is attacking education and everything. So those are the races we want to pay attention to because a lot of those races are one and done on the 23rd. And then obviously right. we have the election in November on the 8th. Um, and that is electing the governor, U.S. Senator, um, the legislative races that went to a general election um, and some other races. So those I tell people to pay attention get registered to vote, some dates you should know about. I think at the end of this month uh, on the 27th, I'll have to check that date, actually. I think it's mm-hmm. the last to register to vote, to vote in the primaries. So it's 29 days before the election. So I think that will actually be the, the date. It might be a little bit uh, before that. And if you're voting by mail, you should be expecting that ballot within the next two weeks in most counties. Right. Okay, everybody, you heard, you heard, <laughs> and I'm about to get my two cents about voting. So, you know, get out there, vote, you know, for Louisiana, I'm not personally sure, like, our dates, but, you know, I'll give y'all the dates and everything. Like, I'm going to, you know, try to keep up as much as I can to let everybody know through social media about, like, you know, voting dates and all that amazing stuff. But if you're not sure about voting or if you feel like politics still doesn't affect me, like, I don't know what more... It would take to wake you up as my wonderful audience. But I just want to say, you know, your voice do matter. And it's important to share your opinions, share your views, regardless of how you feel, regardless of your own experiences. We all are different and we have different experiences through life and even through uh, the United States. So, you know, just have your opinion heard and, you know, that's that. <laughs> so, Elijah, do you want to give your social media, give any shout outs before we end this wonderful interview? Yeah, so uh, you can go to ElijahManley.com. That's my website to, you know, learn more about me, my story, uh, why I'm running, what I'm running on. But also uh, check out my social media on Twitter is at IElijahManley, on Instagram at RealElijahManley, and on Facebook Search up Elijah Manley, you'll find me. And also TikTok, new big thing, um, at Elijah Manley, Florida, <coughs> or FL. And yes. All right, guys. And all that will be in the description box below. So <laughs> don't worry about typing. You know, I got you, Zay fam. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Elijah, for coming on to the Zaya show. I'm so wonderful we got to do this interview. Same here. Same here. Thank you so much. Be sure to listen to the Zaya show on all streaming platforms. Make sure to like, comment your own reviews, and also review me. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to The Zaya Show, and I'll see you next time. Bye.